Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. You betcha. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to. In fact, in about 25, 30 minutes, it's going to be uh, Matt Gates, U.S. Representative, District 1 Republican, great state of Florida. We're going to break down this, this really stupid January 6th committee. Going to break down what it, what it is that they're trying to accomplish when, when honestly, they're ignoring the, the big problems in the country that people like you and me really care about. We break that down with Gates. We also talk about the border. We talk about uh, the specific parts of the economy that could be fixed, and why isn't Biden doing anything? And with Biden not doing anything, is that good for the country? I mean, short term it's not, but long term it might be. What's going to happen should there be a complete turnover of Congress next year? We talk about it. I, I ask him specifically, do you, do you want to impeach Mayorkas? And he doesn't even want to hear the name Mayorkas. He wants to talk about impeachment, though. You're going to want to stick around for that, that's for sure. It's the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you here. You're not going to want to miss that interview. It's coming up right here on a Wednesday. Let's go. That's a hump day. That's Carrie Lockie. Carrie, how you doing? Okay. Polo getting it done. Sam making it happen. Dealing with the Wuhan, but you know what? I thought it was more important to come to work today, so deal with it. Loaded up full of meds. I'm thinking right at the end of the show, I'll just fall asleep, Gary. I think it's probably what's going to happen. Might happen this hour. Just stay on your toes. Wuhan. Let's go. It is hump day. Red hot chili peppers, a little hump to bump. Where we start with Gates at the bottom of the hour, by the way, is some stupid bill that was thought up by Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi, and they brought it to a vote. And it's a bill that basically, if you strip away all the, the flowery language, it's a bill that basically says... Listen, we don't think that that uh, black people and Hispanics and women and gays and Asians and American Indians, we don't think they know how to go and do any banking. So we've got to change the banking system to make it easier for them or something or more something equitable or equitable, uh, equitable is used a lot. And it just really it goes a long way to what we've known forever in this country is that the left, the Democrats, the liberals are the racists. They always have been. They always will be. And they really do bring it out every time. Who do you think is looking for BIPOC sororities or BIPOC housing and dormitories? Who, who do you think that it is that's looking for BIPOC graduation ceremonies? They're resegregating and acting like it's a good thing. And then, of course, black people don't know how to vote. They don't know how to get a photo ID. Don't know how to get an accountant. Can't figure out the Internet. You ain't black if you don't know who to vote for. I mean, every single day, just about every day of the week, you can figure out what top-level Democrat is being a racist against black people specifically in this country. Well, we talk about that off the top. It's like a breaking story because he's running back from voting uh, in the House of Representatives when I start the conversation with Matt. So make sure you stick around for that. But to, to that end, we are... Uh, Carrie, I'm watching television the other day. Do you, you, you guys watch any baseball in the house? Mm, no, I don't. Not really. Haven't really watched any sports in a while. I'm a big sports fan. You guys know, those of you who have been listening to me for the last almost 20 years, 
You know, I'm a Yankees guy, Spurs guy, Dolphins guy. Haven't watched any of them forever. I don't want to see who's kneeling when my flag is is being raised. I don't want to see who's kneeling when the anthem's being played. I don't want to see who's wearing a Che Guevara freaking shirt or telling me how great Fidel Castro was. I don't want to hear about basketball thinking that it's okay for China to, to do what it does and act like it does and give no human rights while at the same time um, they collect billions of dollars. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to know about it. And I miss sports. I would love to go and partake and enjoy and relax with some sports. So I'm, I'm flipping around, and I think this is when I was in New York for the conference, right? And there's an ad for a baseball game the next day. And I don't even, I don't even know what the hell their, the name was. The Crusaders or somebody was versus somebody else. Could have been Crusaders because Crusaders is looked at as negative uh, to some religions. Oh, no, no, the Guardians. The freaking Guardians were playing somebody. Carrie, do you know who the Guardians are? I do not. Polo, the Guardians? Cleveland. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Carrie, you know who Cleveland used to be? Oh, the Indians. Oh, yeah. Wow. You can't be the Indians anymore. Wow. Hmm. They, they, they went from the Cleveland Indians to the Guardians. Now, couldn't I, let's say that I'm atheist, and thank God I'm not, pun intended. Let's say I'm atheist. Say, oh, hey, 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 oh, oh, sounds like you're talking about guardian angels. You can't do that. That's way too religious. Isn't somebody going to say that's way too religious now, the Guardians? Probably. I don't know what the freaking Guardians up to bat. I don't know. Last I checked, the Guardians weren't good hitters. They weren't good pitchers. You know, when, when you take a name for a team, you take the name that is the most virile. It's the most triumphant, the strongest, the most powerful, the most victorious. The Guardians? And again, it sounds nice. That's nice, the Guardians. And again, the Guardian Angels with, with Curtis Lee, well, they're badass. I don't think they're very good baseball players. I could be wrong. But when you name the team the Cleveland Indians, how is that derogatory? How is that negative? I, I don't understand why that was ever, ever called out. I understood the Redskins controversy, which was also a lie. The team was actually named after an American Indian coach back in the 1930s. They lied about the Redskins being this, that, or the other. And then Bob Costas lied. Oh, of course it's racist. I understood the argument there, and it was easily dispelled, even though they still changed the name to the Washington team. But now the Indians was bad? I know this for a fact because, and I've mentioned this many times, Carrie, have I ever mentioned Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and the Soaring Eagle Casino? Uh, you have, yes. You know a why I mentioned it? A lot of your money helped build that, right? I would like to have some of that money back. Mm-hmm. I would go there, I would lose the money, and I'd swear I'd never go back. Then I'd end up going back. Lose a little money. But every once in a while, they let you, oh, whoa, look at that, got a royal flush. And then you win like $1,000. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. set. I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, then you end up leaving with 200 playing. I'm like, you just gave me 100 back. So... Yeah, but I made 200 When you walk in, there are these glorious pictures of the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe. Carrie, how do, you, how do I know it's the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe? Because they were from that area, I'm guessing. Said so on the picture. Very good. Hey, the answer, BCM, dumb. You're smart. Your first answer was too smart for me. The second answer was the dumb answer, which actually does apply to me. It said it on the picture. Hmm. You know what I mean? It said Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe. It didn't say 
Saginaw Chippewa Native American tribe. No, no, no. It said Indian tribe. So if those who are American Indians are calling themselves American Indians, why is it bad to call a baseball team that you want to win the Indians? Now, if you put the team together and said, our goal is to suck, Carrie, that'd be kind of dumb, wouldn't it? Uh, It would be for a team, yes. Our goal is to suck and never win a game. So we're going to call ourselves the Indians. Now, maybe you get an argument. But, but for me, if you're making a team and the owner can only make money if he spends less in salaries than he brings in in ticket sales and merch sales and maybe television broadcast revenues, licensing, he's going to want to win. When you win, you fill the seats. When you don't win, you don't fill the seats. That's the way it is. I'm not going to name my team a name like the Butterflies. It's not going to happen. And to say the Guardians doesn't make any sense because that doesn't show me any virility at all. There's no strength, no testosterone and muscles and, and going to hit the ball out of the park. When you say the Indians, I'm thinking about warriors and those who are triumphant, those who fought until they won. I can only see that as, as the opposite of a pejorative. I don't know why anybody would ever have taken that the wrong way. The people say, yeah, what did they call them, the Italians? Okay, we're pretty badass people. Call them the Italians. What were you going to say? Uh, my high school that I graduated from, we were the Indians, and they changed their name, uh, mascot name, a couple of years ago. Racist! They're now the Patriots. <laughs> you can't be the Patriots either. You know Patriots is going to go away too, I'm right? I'm sure it is. Don't, know, don't ask me why they named them the Patriots if they didn't like the Indians. I don't know. Now, was this in Nebraska? It was, yes. The Nebraska Patriots? No, the Millard South Indians. This is the high school that I went to. Well, they should just call them the Millard South Corn Cobs, shouldn't they? No, I'm thinking no. A lot of corn. A lot of corn in Nebraska. It was in Omaha. Pretty big city. Uh, I mean, I'm just here to say, stop it. We're going to go so woke that we're going to stop recognizing people from different backgrounds, people from different ethnicities nationalities from different ancestry this is supposed to be e pluribus unum it's supposed to be a melting pot up can't say melting pot that's a microaggression no it's not melting pot melting pot melting pot it's not a microaggression it just simply says we took everybody put us in a pot and melted us together to make one great solid nation it should be the cleveland indians i found this to be so extremely stupid now to that end you can't be the colonials anymore either fill me in on this one please From the blaze, George Washington University will discontinue the use of colonials as a moniker after years of campaigning against the school's mascot by students who insisted it was racist. The school's board of trustees announced Wednesday a new moniker for the school will be introduced by the 2023-24 academic year after a broad university community engagement process. The board recognizes the significance of changing the university's moniker. We made this decision only after a thoughtful and deliberate process that followed the renaming framework and special committee recommendation that considered the varying perspectives of our students, faculty, staff, alumni, and athletics community. Board Chairwoman Grace Spates said a moniker must unify our community, draw people together, and serve as a source of pride. We look forward to the next steps in an inclusive process to identify a moniker that fulfills this aspiration. 
Students at George Washington University have for years asserted the school's mascot, George the Colonial, and its moniker, the Colonials, are linked to white supremacy and are offensive. In November 2019, the board formed a task force on naming to address the concerns of the student body. Okay, let's break this down. The Colonial is racist, according to some students that went to school there, right? Mm, Yes. Why couldn't the administration say, hey, listen, I hear your complaint. We're going to go ahead and stay with our mascot and what it's been forever. And if you don't like it, don't go to school here. Nothing. I mean, that would be an It's a valid option, isn't it? Yeah, I, was, I was reading further. Um, historical experts tapped by the committee said that founding father George Washington himself, the university's namesake, had rejected the term colonial and that it's widespread use to describe the 1607 to 1776 colonial era in America did not emerge until the late 19th and 20th centuries. Okay, that's just okay. stupid now. Uh, they were, of course, they were colonizing the country. Of course, they were. Um, so you can't call them the, the colonials. I'm guessing that we have to get rid of the 13 stripes soon on the flag. They stand for the 13 original colonies. We're probably going to be in trouble there. I mean, where will they stop unless somebody says pass the potatoes? We can't have the George Washington colonials anymore. Yes, we can. You can leave if you don't like it. Pass the potatoes. Well, how dare you not change it? That's it. You're expelled. You're out of school. Pass the potatoes. It's just that simple. We have to be very black and white about this and not in a racial way, duh. We have to be very firm about this. We have to be not 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 wavering at all on this. If you don't like it, don't go to school here. You don't like the mascot, don't go to school here. You don't like the statue, don't go to school here. This is not rocket science, don't go to school here. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. It's the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Go there and sign up for all the social media. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm that guy on the social media. I've gone to just about every site you guys have asked me to go to. The only ones that I've stopped using completely are Gab. It doesn't work for me. And uh, Telegram didn't work for me. I'm on, I'm on both of them. It's at Joe Pags or Verified. I'm just not doing anything with them anymore. It just seemed to be a waste of my time. And it's not that it doesn't work for some people, because it does. It works great for some people. But I'm on um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, Truth Social, Parler, MeWe, just just, just about every one. Now, I'm not telling you to go follow me on all those social media sites. I'm telling you, you've got a favorite. And find out which one is your favorite. But I'm going to exclude, going to be honest, I'm going to exclude Facebook. Facebook doesn't do anything for me anymore. They flagged my account. I interviewed Rudy Giuliani or I interviewed Mike Lindell or some crap, and that's it. Mark Zuckerberg said, that's it. No more. You can't possibly have this guy. So I wouldn't even worry about that one. If you're following me on Facebook, you're not going to get notifications anyway, to be honest. But um, go and follow on the other ones. And for those of you who are on Android, that every time I say Truth Social, you say, yeah, but Android, 
You can go to truthsocial.com, T-R-U-T-H-S-O-C-I-A-L.com, on your Android phone, on like Chrome. Open up Chrome, open your browser, go to truthsocial.com, sign up. You'll be on just like anybody else is on. And follow me there at Joe Pags. I give you updates all day long. If you don't like the TikTok, I'm on TikTok at Joe Pags. I take those TikTok videos and I put them on all my social media. So if you've selected one that you like, you're going to see me there. The one that I can't seem to grow at all is Instagram. And uh, I don't know if you got to be in a bikini. Carrie, maybe I'll just put a bikini on. Oh, please don't do that. Please Why not? don't do that. Nobody wants it'll be, to see it'll that. It'll be my COVID bikini. Why not? People no, might like that. No, they wouldn't. Trust me. Nope. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen me in a bikini? No. Well, then I you don't know. To. You don't know. I do know. That might be the best thing ever. No, I'm going to say no. How do you think you know? I just Rude. know. Don't make racist. me picture it. And I'm not being a racist because <laughs> I don't want to see you in a bikini. Why are you being a racist? Um, I actually got some response from people via email who are American Indians, and they feel like they were dishonored. By Cleveland getting rid of that moniker, which I, I, I agree with them. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you about that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Some people don't like being on the radio. No problem. Just go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on contact. Send me an email. That'll come right to me. Let me in the meantime tell you about Super Beats. I've been telling you about how Super Beats heart shoes give you the energy you need no matter how crazy your schedule gets. Here's another Super Beats customer review backing me up. Don't wait as long as I did to try Super Beats heart shoes. They're delicious. No weird aftertaste, a convenient way to take a healthy supplement. I was skeptical, this person says, but I am now a believer. See it for yourself and try them. People getting a hold of uh, Super Beats all the time with the same sort of report. Introducing a new way to start your day. Super Beats Heart Chews are a tasty treat. No afternoon coffee, uh, no more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, candy for a quick pick-me-up. I'm just going to knock you right back down, right? And keep in mind, they taste amazing. I don't know what they did, but non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract really, really are a great combination and they work perfectly. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up. It's your best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com for up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. That's the website they made just for you because you watch or listen to my program, JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen and make it happen right now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Guy, what's happening in Texas? Talk to me. Oh, my gosh, Joe. Pags, you're killing me. Hey, I was out in Cleveland a couple of weeks back uh, for an athletic event uh, running, and I went to a Cleveland Guardians game. And it's unbelievable. If you walk out to center field, a monument to Shoeless Joe Jackson and other Cleveland Indian great is in center field. And the Cleveland Guardians lost that day. And it's just amazing. Every person I visited and talked with about the Cleveland Guardians, the locals, they hated the name change. That's all I got to say. All right, brother, I appreciate that. Yeah, because the name change doesn't make sense. That's why. See, human beings are, are really, generally speaking, we're for rationale, we're for logic, we're for common sense, we're for reason. If there isn't a good reason, listen, were there some who complained about it? Of course. There were some who complained, about, who complained about the Washington Redskins name. But there were a ton of tribes that liked the Washington Redskins names, and they were all ignored. It doesn't make any sense. It's virtue signaling. And you know at the end of the day what you have? You've got segregation. You've got separation. You've got a whitewashing of our very diverse history in this country. And it doesn't do anybody any good. Now, I don't don't care what your nationality, background, ethnicity, or ancestry happens to be. If you wipe that off the map, it's not coming back. And that's just another service of racism that's perpetrated by the left constantly in this country. Matt Gates up next. You're not going to want to miss this. Who he tells us we should be impeaching right now. Keep it here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy on. He's District 1 Republican, the great state of Florida. It's Matt Gates. Matt, how are you? Good to see you. Uh, I'm great. Uh, great to be on the show. Great to be with you, Joe. I've just stepped off the floor where the Democrats have had really, I think, the craziest vote of all of 2022. Can't wait to let folks hear about it. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, uh, the craziest vote would be hard to do because every vote so far has been pretty nutty. It just, I mean, these things aren't making sense, what we're seeing them push. And then you had 27 of your brethren, I think, say no to protecting Supreme Court justices, which we've got to talk about. But this is breaking news. You're just off the floor. Fill me in. This is the Maxine Waters bill, right? Right. So all of America is getting crushed by inflation right now. Yeah. Middle-income, low-income people getting crushed the worst. And what we've heard from the Biden administration is that they want to be hands-off to the Fed, just let the Fed do what they do, essentially absolving themselves of responsibilities that come with leadership, but not Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi. They moved a bill off the floor of the House just moments ago that is the Financial Services Racial Equity Inclusion and Economic Justice Act. So what they want the Fed doing is actually treating people differently in the American economy based on race. They want the Fed to use its powerful tools to be able to force equity among the races. I am not kidding you. They even want federally mandated maps of minority banks, mandated federal deposits in minority banks. They want to track the diversity in corporate governance, uh, and they uh, want to create requirements for diversity and inclusion ratings for the bank. So, so whether or not you're able to get a competitive interest rate on your loan might depend on how woke your bank is. I mean, I thought that Stunning. the financial sector would be like the next iteration of cancel culture, yeah. but we see it right here. And it's not only that they're ignoring the very real problem of inflation caused by their own policies, printing trillions of dollars with no plan, engaging in these sanctions regime with no plan for the American supply chain and the American consumer. And now they think what the economy needs is more wokeness, more racial quotas, and I would say more racism at the Fed. Yeah, well, well, without a doubt. And the reason they're doing it is for votes. It's Matt Gates. Go to um, gates.house.gov slash firebrand. You know, Matt, a couple of years ago, you and I probably would have said this will never happen. That'd be kind of silly. But they keep on doing it. It's not only with that. It's with grades. It's with um, getting in, induct, uh, getting uh, um, your way into a college or a university. They are dumbing down our society, pretending like minorities are stupid. And minorities are actually against this. Just like the whole defund the police, 70 to 80% of all black Americans didn't want to defund the police. So when a minority hears that we can't have voter ID because black people allegedly don't have them, they feel as though they're being racist against, they're being prejudged. Uh, when, when you hear something like this, you've got to do something extra and special for me so I can bank, so I can get a loan. I mean, black people, Hispanic people, other than white Christian men, are going to revolt, aren't they, Matt? They don't want to be, they don't want to be treated like less than. I think back to all of these school boards that tried to put critical race theory yes. in the classroom and the most vociferous responses coming from black parents who were so deeply offended that they were so fragile that their children had to be taught that they were oppressed in the United States of America today. But what this shows is that the left is willing to engage every vector of potential control they have in order to maintain power. They literally want power over your banks to track their diversity and inclusion programs so that they can punish those who don't see the world they, the way they do and who don't adopt a totally leftist ideology on everything from your interest rates to what bathrooms you're allowed to go to. So uh, I think that it's very telling. I expect this to die in the Senate. But the American voter 
should hold Democrats responsible for failing them with one hand and then picking a fight with them with the other. Yeah, it's District 1 Republican, the great state of Florida, Matt Gates. You know, this this uh, goes right into my next question about what's happening in the Rio Grande Valley when it comes to representation. The, the left in this country really believes, Matt, that Hispanic Americans or Latinos or Latins or whatever we're calling people who are of that ethnicity somehow want more illegal immigration. Of course they don't. And every single vote since 2020, uh, I mean, Trump did great in South Florida. He did great in the Rio Grande Valley in, in Texas, right where I am. And now we see Maida Flores, who wins a seat that hasn't been held by a Republican since 18-something, and that was only held for one year in 18-something by a Republican. She wins rather easily. And now she's she's on a pace to possibly win in November and get two and get two years. This is a district where you've got an influx of those illegally coming here that is nonstop. Did they did they overestimate that Hispanics in America, those who came here legally, those who are Americans of that background, would somehow want more illegal immigration? Well, I think Democrats are getting crushed with Hispanics in South Florida and in the Rio Grande, actually for very different reasons. I think in the Rio Grande, a lot of these border communities resent the fact that Joe Biden's policies have turned them into a turnstile. Right. The entire country. And that like not just people from Mexico or even the Northern Triangle, but people from Sri Lanka and from Romania and all over the world now get the joke that America isn't serious about having a border at all. And so this it's not a racial element. I don't think people view illegal immigration through the lens of race. I think you look at it through the lens of just having a border and the rule of law and the sanctity of a nation that should care about itself. And in South Florida, you have a lot of Hispanics from South America who are escaping socialism, and they see so clearly. I mean, I had uh, a couple from Cuba come to a campaign event I had recently, and they they were desperate. They said to me, you know, Matt, you must not allow our country to fall into the socialism that was so vicious and so violent and, and so just caused so much despair uh, in Cuba and, frankly, in other parts of the Caribbean and in South America. So uh, I, we see that clearly in Florida. I think folks see it in Texas. And you know, they're not going to be able to just play the race card on the left anymore. Right. They're actually going to have to make substantive arguments. And if their substantive argument, like we like we saw today, is we need more race-baiting, racist wokeism and not a an economy that lifts up everyone. You know, President Trump, there was something magical about how egalitarian make America great again really felt to a lot of people because we all got to be a part of it when there were better 401ks, when there were rising wages, when there was more capital investment in our country. There was something very unifying about that roaring economy and that sense of productivity and success. Now what we have is Joe Biden in decline, an economy in despair, everyone thinking that tomorrow is going to be worse than today. And that's what we've got to break through. And those saying make America great again was racist were, in fact, the racists that knew that they would lose their grips on people if people bought into the idea that it was really all for one, one for all, e pluribus unum. It's uh, Matt Gates. Matt, as far as the Hispanic thing goes, I want to finish on this. Do you think that it's a service of, you know, I grew up in South Florida. I was there when the Chrome Detention Center was happening. I've been here in Texas now 17 years. I've got Hispanics around me. My best friends are Hispanic. I mean, that's great. Um, do you think it's a service of them waking up to the fact that they are Christians, conservatives, anti-abortion, anti-gay marriage, uh, that they're people who believe in the traditional American promise and value system? Are they waking up to that and, and they're forgetting that grandma and grandpa were blue dog Democrats who really were sort of moderate Republicans, but they all voted Democrat? Is that what's happening generationally, do you think? 
Well, I think there may have been some some slow migration on those issues, but we really hit this cataclysmic event in the summer of 2020 yeah. where Hispanics just started coming our way in droves. And I think it, it was the riots. I mean, I think for a lot of Hispanic communities, they're builders. You know, they build strong families, yes. strong churches. Like you said, a lot of them are in the trade craft and, and involved in seeing things improve and be advanced. And when you saw a political movement on the left that was driven by destruction and tearing things down and um, violence, that was very off-putting to a lot of Hispanics. And that, I think, was the, was the big motivator to, to get them red-pilled. Very interesting to see it happening, and and you and I can talk about it all day, but for some reason, the handlers of Joe Biden are not reacting, and I'm not mad at that because I want November to be the, the figurative bloodshed in the House and the Senate that it should be, but I mean, at some point, the leader of the free world needs to either wake up, whoever's pulling the strings, needs to wake up and realize, holy crap, what we're doing isn't working. Are, are you are you kind of buoyed by the fact that they don't get it, or, or do you want them to start getting it because Americans are suffering? So they think in the White House that the answer is to get Joe Biden out on the road more. And for a lot of Democrats in vulnerable districts, Joe Biden showing up would be a drag on. They don't want him there, right? Yeah. So they've got to figure out places for him to go. I mean, I think they sent him to a union hall to, uh, you know, I think make some some rather, you know, bizarre pronouncements about his economic plan. He went to the port of Long Beach where he said the real problem in the American economy is that Americans don't understand the supply chain enough and that we're all actually playing a paying a Putin tax, that inflation is really just a Putin tax. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what are, what is the left going to do in America when Vladimir Putin's not around anymore? Right. He, he is at fault for everything from right. the 2016 election up to Joe Biden's inflation. Vladimir Putin did all of it, apparently. And, and when there's no Vladimir Putin to kick around anymore, I, I just don't know who's going to be the new boogeyman for the left. That guy goes like five, seven, and he's just the biggest figure in the, in the heads of all, everybody in Washington. It's the strangest thing. It's Matt Gates. Make sure that you check out his podcast. It's called Firebrand. He's amazing in what he does, standing up for true American values. Let's talk about January 6th. We've talked about this many times before, Matt. And as I watch it, I know and you know that January 6th was but a date that you can challenge electors. You can challenge the, the delegates and the votes that were that were sent in. Um, this is something Jamie Raskin did in 2016 against Donald Trump, I believe, for the Florida uh, vote. Um, it, Maxine Waters has done this over and over. Hillary Clinton has said it wasn't a legitimate uh, election since 2016. In fact, you can go back to like 2001, and Democrats have been every single uh, time there's an election where a Republican wins, they have constantly challenged it. Never a problem. It's not any sort of a, an attack on democracy. It's not an insurrection. So this president, President Trump, has a speech. He says, peacefully, go and make your voices heard. Let them know what you want them to do. And some idiots rioted. Now, he offered up a bunch of, uh, of National Guard troops. I know that. Cash Patel has shown us the documents that this went through the, 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 the chain of command. They could have had ten to 20,000. They said no. And, and now still, there's this kabuki theater that's being produced by like ABC News producers where everybody's wearing a bunch of makeup and they're doing like some made-for-TV drama. Matt, what are we looking at here? Why are they still doing this knowing that what they're saying is verifiably wrong and the committee isn't even legal? For, for context, the last Republican to be sworn in as president without some challenge to their electors was George Herbert Walker Bush. Come on. Okay, that's wow. the last time. Okay, Jim McGovern the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee, objected to the state of Alabama under President Trump, which President <laughs> Trump won by more than 40 points. Okay, so what, what the American people have to understand is regularly, actually always, the process 
of getting a president sworn in includes members presenting some panoply of challenges to electors where there's concerns about elections, sometimes those challenge, challenges ripen into broader reforms on the election process. Sometimes it's just people giving blathering speeches. But in no circumstance has it ever invited violence before. And right. we are universally opposed to political violence in this country. And so for the January 6th committee now to put on this dog and pony show, here, here's what I think is probably the most egregious part of it, Joe. They have the staff members reading off of teleprompters in like the darkened committee room to provide hearsay upon hearsay evidence to the American people. So I'm like kind of wondering, like, did they go and get these staff members out of Hollywood, out of central casting? Like if you wanted to be an investigator on the January 6th committee, did you have to show that you could read off of a teleprompter right. first and that that was like your principal skill set? The direct evidence here doesn't exist connecting President Trump to any sort of crime or anyone else. You know how you know that? Even the FBI, even the FBI who have no love for President Trump and who I think don't treat conservatives fairly, they came out and said there was no unified plan here. This was a chaotic riot that was not centrally driven or motivated by anything. Now, there's some people who think the reason the FBI came out and said that is because if there was a central motivating premise, it may have very well been the FBI. Right. right? And, and we can look back to the Governor Whitmer kidnapping that was largely an entrapment inspired by the FBI as an example for the very blueprint that uh, might have been used on January 6th. But under no circumstance is there evidence for this like criminal referral that they want to be building toward with President Trump. But uh, look, the American people at the end of the day, no matter how you feel about January 6th, it's still a lot harder for all of you to fill up the gas tank. Yeah. And whether, whether you think that was a bad day, a, a, a day that we have to relive you know, every day for the rest of our lives into eternity, your grocery basket is still costing a lot more. And that's because of the failed policies of this administration. That's not Vladimir Putin. It's not some global trend that we all just have to take part in. It's because these people printed trillions of dollars. And when they did so, they devalued the American dollar. They, they devalued the most important institution in the American economy. And when they did that, they, they caused harm that we are paying for now. Well, if nothing else, showing these on, on primetime television uh, in front of millions, and by the way, I, some, some sitcom or something did better than the show, but doing it now shows a level of tone deafness that I don't think they can ever get away from. It doesn't make any sense. You've got one guy on the committee saying, we're not, gonna, we're not even thinking about charges. Liz Cheney says, oh, wait a second, we might do some charges. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't talk to, if you don't have John Sullivan up there, the Antifa um, instigator, you don't have Ray Epps up there, we still don't know who the hell Ray Epps is. If you don't have the 14,000 hours of video that we're not allowed to see and if you don't have five legitimate republicans that were chosen by the republican leader of the house then then you've got something that's a sham but but matt what about that one point you just very eloquently brought us to where we're all worried interest rates are going are going up now hyperinflation is upon us you can't afford to buy anything anymore you can't go on vacation anymore you can't fill up your tank anymore and these people are doing kabuki theater at the same time there's a disconnect isn't there and do you think the american public notices the disconnect and who's doing it Look, I, I've been involved in every election cycle since 1994, and I think a universal principle in American politics is that voters punish politicians who they think are being selfish. Yes. And I know that there are people on the January 6th committee who probably felt a great deal of personal trauma on that day for a variety of reasons. And I don't want anyone to be so convicted by that that they're not able to live a fulfilling life. But the trauma 
that millions of Americans are feeling right now as a consequence of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's failures, that ought to be the acute interest of our Congress. And when we indulge in like our own traumas and, and we engage in all of this pageantry to indulge ourselves, I think there's a risk that these Democrats and their Republican puppets will look incredibly selfish. And I do believe there's a prospect for voters punishing them as a consequence. It's uh, Matt Gates, District 1 Republican, great state of Florida. Matt, I know you got to run. Give me 10 seconds on this. Do you impeach Mayorkas day one should you get the House back? I believe that Joe Biden's purposeful actions to dissolve the American border justify his impeachment. And so I think that we ought to impeach Joe Biden over the border. Certainly, Mayorkas won't be around anymore. I don't believe Mayorkas wants to live in a world in which he has to show up and answer questions from Republicans when we hold the gavels and can hold him accountable. So I would expect his prompt departure after the midterms. Uh, but it's Joe Biden who has allowed our border to become just a total black eye for our country. And the American people don't deserve that. And those communities on the Rio Grande Valley that you're very attentive to don't deserve it especially. He's fighting for Florida every day, fighting for America every day. Matt, I appreciate what you're doing. It is Matt Gates, uh, U.S. Representative, District 1 from uh, the great state of Florida, where I, where I call my stomping grounds. Uh, also, we met last time I was there, and it's one of the coolest pictures. I feel like a doofus. I didn't have the sunglasses on. Had I had the sunglasses on, we would have been like the Blues Brothers. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. Good to see you. Florida misses you, man. You're welcome back as a Florida man anytime. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Take care. You're listening to Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate Matt Gates laying down the information like he always does. He loves the country. He loves Florida. He loves the truth, and he brings it every single time. I'll put that entire interview up after the program up on Rumble. Make sure you look for it there. And yes, he says, we need to impeach Joe Biden. Keep it here. A lot more to come. Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.